The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. This is our last Sunday of our sermon series, Better Together. Um, The reason why we've decided to to take a brief eight weeks for a sermon series on this is that we don't talk a lot about what it means to be a church. We talk um, a lot about uh, what it means to heal and, and be a person that is coming to know God, but we know that in our culture, you're constantly receiving a message of what it looks like to figure it out on your own, even if you're told that it's better to be a team player in the end, you realize if you want to get something done, you feel like you just have to do it yourself, right? Well, we want to change that narrative knowing that, that God made us not to be self-made and self-sufficient and self-centered, but he actually made us to be together. And, and we've taken time to talk about what that looks like in a healthy way. And today, we're going to explore that one last time uh, in a sermon called Belonging Together. Now, how many of you guys... Like puzzles. Okay, yeah. I feel like a couple of you being honest because I, I don't like puzzles. <laughs> I'll tell you why I don't like puzzles. It's because there are no shortcuts. Right? There's no easy win on a puzzle. Like there's no way to like, like keep dumping out the box and more pieces <laughs> are like connected once you shake it up. Right? It, it takes time and investment. And if you see a puzzle, right, for some of you, this will just frustrate you just to look at it. So, uh, you know, for you, you still get the like 25 piece ones from the dollar store and consider yourself accomplished. The, uh, that's what I do with my niece, but she's actually way faster than I am. Um, so, so, you know, a puzzle, the interesting thing with the puzzle is that um, it reflects, it's a perfect metaphor for life in many ways. And that is that, uh, when you go about designing or creating a puzzle, you don't start with one piece, right? You start with the entire picture. So the creator of the puzzle started with an entire picture and said, this is what I want my puzzle to represent once it is complete. And they go about creating, fashioning every piece so it relies upon the others. As you know, no matter how frustrated you shove a piece onto another piece, it's not going to work out, right? No shortcuts in the puzzle life. Uh, And so, but we oftentimes try to do this in our lives, that we take our own life and we don't see the full picture. We just try to create the things around it. We try to shove it into place, and so we, we aren't better together. We try to be better by ourselves, completely losing context of where we belong. And so this sermon series on Better Together is saying, there is a place you belong. Have you found that place yet? Do you know where you fit? Do you know where you belong? Well, that's exactly what we're going to look at today. Um, if, if you have been at camps, I've spoken at two camps this year so far, and both I, I shared a little bit of this, but this will be the... 2.0 version. So, um, <laughs> so if you turn in your Bible with me to Luke 15, we're going to look at a very well-known story, the story of the prodigal son, and explore in that what it means to belong. Um, 
You see, there's two versions of belonging. There's the story that we tell, and there's the story that God tells. And in Luke 15, you get to see how we try to make it happen and how God desires it to happen. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to the father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country. And there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to his father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, bring the best robes and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and his found, so they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard the music and the dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your father has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you have gave me you have never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you fill you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me. And everything I have is yours, but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So what we see in this story is the way that we go about trying to find where we fit, try to find our belonging and the way God offers it. So I'm going to do a a new form of teaching today. I'm actually going to write on a whiteboard which for some of you is like PTSD for when you were in school, and I'm sorry about that. And I also know that some of you won't be able to see, but know that I am writing, okay? (laughs) And that that my handwriting is immaculate, okay? (laughs) And the other people who believe that will be the ones who can't see. So... So there's the, the way we go about trying to find our belonging in the world is this. We start with our behavior. So we, we believe if we behave, then we can believe, and then we will belong. We see this both in the story of 
the younger son and the older son. What, I'm going to define each of these words really quickly, and, and we'll see what they're Behave. What this is, is it's basically our habits. If you are someone who has been known as the, the good kid your whole life, Right? Oftentimes, your behavior, your, your effort at belonging will look something like this. Right? You'll maybe feel sometimes that God chose you because you are better than the people around. You will look at other people and you will see that you have it better off and you will just feel like you deserve it. Right? That's one way to go about it in sort of a prideful way. You might think, well, thank you, God, that I'm not as screwed up as other people. But you also could be some, somebody who, because you, you always were better, and yet internally you feel and you understand that you are still not satisfied, you will think that improving your habits or the character of your heart, because, because you see your heart, Right? and no one else does, you're going to feel like, well, maybe if I read my Bible more, or maybe if I go to church more, or maybe if I... right? And, and you see both of these things, both, both the story of behavior play itself out in the older son and the younger son, right? The older son was the son who felt like, well, maybe if I stick around, right? I'm not satisfied, but maybe if I stick around... I will finally get what I want, get what's coming to me, right? And the younger son was this. When you see him go through everything and then come back, he believed that maybe if his habits changed, maybe he would be accepted back in the good graces of the father, right? But, but both felt like it was up to them. And for many of us, we feel like it's up to us. And then we can believe, and what that looks like is this. We feel like finally we can make a commitment, right? Finally we can, we can be ones who are settled and true. We, we feel like finally our conviction will mean something, right? And then we will finally belong. And the place of belonging is ultimately what we've wanted all along, which is what? It's safety, Right? It's knowing that we are wanted. And that's really important. All of us deeply, deeply want to belong. We deeply want to feel wanted. But we'll never get at it if we go about trying to do it through behavior. And some of us, no matter how much we hear about grace, still believe if only I get my hour-long devotions in the morning, I'll finally feel more wanted by God. Right? I'll finally have that. Well, this isn't the way it works. It doesn't work this way, and it never will. The only way it can work is this way. It's the opposite way. It's when we find out that we are deeply, deeply desired by God. And this is incredible. This is, this is honestly mind-blowing. We go about our way the whole time, but what is God's way? God's way is you start with belonging. And I think, honestly, some of us who are so used to hearing, do you have an accountability partner, right? Like, are you on the right track, right? Like, all those things that are good, the things that are good and we want to see coming out of us, 
But we're so focused on behaviors and, and modifying who we are. And then maybe, then maybe someday we will actually feel like, like we're one and by God. But, but it starts here. It starts with knowing that we have a home. See, the whole story of the prodigal son is this. It revolves around one place. And that place is home with the father. An interesting thing is both sons experience time outside of that home. See, I think when we focus on belonging, but we are still, are, we're still caught in the behavior mindset, we think that belonging is cheating. And we don't want to offer it to anyone else. It's amazing. So, think of it this way. A place of belonging is not a place of ignorance. A place of belonging is not a place where anything goes. It's a place where we are not outside of authority, but we are under authority. We've placed ourselves under the authority of God. There's this incredible verse, and, and honestly, I think it's so hard for us to, to believe when we, when we continue to feel like, you know why my day was so bad? Because I just suck at life. Right? If I stopped sucking at life, I would be so much better, right? And you know what we do? We, we do what we continue to do, and then we're like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop doing that thing. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm just going to stop doing, what, fill in the blank, and then, and then I will feel like I have a home. And, and that's what the younger son does. He runs home and he's like, if you'll only take me as your slave. And, and the father, it says, sees him in a distance and runs and embraces him. And is like, come home. Come home. You have belonging. In John, four, in John 15, this is what it says. It says, starting in verse 5, it says, Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? Apart from me, your behavior will never work. But if you, if you learn that you have safety and you're wanted by God, you are deeply wanted by him and you have a place with him, you have a safety within which to screw up and learn and receive grace, Right? Because, guys, here's the secret. You're never going to be perfect. But Jesus offers you his righteousness. That's what Nate was sharing earlier. He offers you his righteousness until you are clothed in his righteousness. You won't feel, you won't, you won't find yourself even in this, in this safe place to finally start changing, to see the fruits of the Spirit come alive in you. This is powerful. And, and this is the big idea. You can figure out the rest when you find your home with the Father. You can figure out the rest when you find your home with the Father. So many of us, we try to figure it out outside the place of safety and belonging with God. And he's so generous and he's welcoming us in. And this is what it means to be a part of the family of God. It means that we have made our home with God. And yet we, so many of us, stuck in this place, don't know how to make the church a place of belonging for people. Why? Why do you think that is? Well, I think because we don't want people to have it the easy way. Right? We're the people that if we worked on a puzzle and someone comes up, we're just going to rip it apart just so they don't have it easy. We had to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
But so many of us, seriously, we are like, we have such a hard time if someone is a sinner and comes to church and they don't behave. Maybe they dress real weird, right? Why? Because we figured out how to act. Can't they? No, they need the Father to run to them and embrace them and say, you have a place. This is your place. The church should be a place where everyone is welcome. And that you have to figure it out before you come. So let's not, let's, let's, let's get caught up in this movement, not this movement, right? A place where we are very generous because God has been so generous with us. Not a place that we're holding people to standards that we can't even meet ourselves. Because we're living under condemnation because of the self-talk in our own heads, right? That's not a place, that's not what God is saying. God's saying, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me because I am meek and I am humble. Right? That, that's, that's the learning process, learning that you are deeply wanted. And, and I hope you know that. So have you found belonging? Or are you still trying to figure out the whole picture by looking inwardly? Right? It won't work. It won't work. That is the place of behavior. Constantly looking inward, trying to modify who you are, and then bring yourself to God as if you're going to be better. Right? You won't be. You won't be. So, so what does that mean for us as a whole? It means as a whole, we look at what God is calling us the family of God, people who have have been clothed in his righteousness. And then what does that look like as we live that out as a church? That means we are generously inviting people in. right? Inviting people in who have lived in and still are living in sin, who are living like the younger son, right? Who are still outside feeling like they'll never have a place because it looks like you guys figure out how to act, right? And we're really honest about, honestly, I... I don't act like I should all the time. It means inviting in the older brother, which actually is sometimes harder than inviting in the younger brother. The older brother who is so caught up in self-condemnation and really wants to show that they are better than other people and that's why God wants them. Because they figured it out. Because they always did what was right. Inviting them in and saying, you know, this is a place where, where we have been invited not because any of us belong on our own account, but because God has invited us in. He has provided a place of belonging for us. And in that, we can finally learn to believe. Right? This isn't, like I said, this isn't a place without authority. It's not a place of disobedience. It's a place coming under authority because we've learned to trust the one who's given us belonging. Right? We've learned to trust the one who made the puzzle, who sees the full picture and tells us what that is. Guys, there are things that we won't find out until we read the Bible. <laughs> Why is that? Because it shows the bigger picture. A picture that you would never come up with on your own, looking inwardly. But once you learn to trust him who can reveal to you the whole story, and yet still wants you, that's when we become better together. Better together because we have been made to be together. 
made by one who invites us all to the same space, and that's called the home of God. So that is the way we're going to end Better Together series. And what I want to do um, is just pray for us uh, as we wrap up this series that we will be people who commit to one another. Um, There are more opportunities the more resources you have to separate yourself from other people. Um, you know, I've learned this in, in different ways in my life. Um, you know, I just bought a home. And when you buy a home, there's more opportunities to just stay there. Right? It's kind of nice. It's comfortable. Right? But I have a home. Um, if you can afford seven ninety nine Netflix, you don't need people in your life. <laughs> Right? Because you can binge watch all year long, right? No one's telling you what to watch. Like, like honestly, the more resources we have, the less we need people. And, and that is what we do. And so I want to give a, a, an extra warning to you who don't. When I think of, of um, belonging, I also think of place. Um, I think of, of uh, us who have an address. You know, for me, when I went to college, I still use my parents' address for my home address, so everything got mailed there, and I know. Um, you know, here at the Coffee Oasis, uh, we are the address for, for uh, young men and women who are homeless, and they have no place they belong, and so we, we provide that place of belonging. All their mail can get sent to us, and we can give it out. But the thing is, you know, it's interesting, is I think of that place, is, is oftentimes for us, the, the place we create does remove ourselves from other people. I can escape to my home now. I have roommates, but I also have this cool little, like, upstairs. It's just mine, right? And I can escape into that, like, put my phone on airplane mode, right? And, and, and we, we're really good at detaching. And I realize that I need to work hard at staying attached to people, to belong to you guys. Um... You know, to belong to you guys. I, I, I don't, <laughs> thankfully I don't have student loans. I'm not attached to that anymore. There's a lot of ways that we, as we become more self-sufficient, there's great dangers in that. And so I want to encourage you guys to challenge yourself, to see yourself within the whole, to stop trying to isolate yourself. Because... <laughs> Because you know that panic you feel when you've put together the whole puzzle and there's one piece missing? (laughs) This is what will happen in your life. The more self-sufficient you try to be, that there will be a point in your life where you panic because there are pieces missing. And you realize that, that you have not you have not honored what God has made. You've tried to do it yourself. And I do not want that for you. And so what I, I just challenge you with is commit yourself to one another. You'll have options to separate yourself. Choose the option to attach yourself to people. That if you're gone, people miss you. 
right? That, that if you're not present, people are like, man, I miss the words they would share with me. And, and the, they, they, maybe there are stories that they just want to share with you because they're so used to having you around. That's not going to happen if you aren't present and if you haven't committed to being better together. So let's do that. Let's do that this summer. Invite people into your life. Have barbecues. Invite them to lunch. Love them. Volunteer at the Oasis Centers. There's so many ways to do that. Let's be better together. Pray with me. God, every time we read Jesus' words in Luke 15, there's that part of us that identifies with the chaotic decisions of the sons. And there's that stability that you offer, that place you call home, the place that you've invited us to be with you. God, I pray that we will not just see that as a place you're inviting us, but the people just right next to us even now. I pray that we will be so deeply committed to belonging with you that we are generous with other people. That you make our hearts so healed in your presence that we become people who help other people heal also and find their way home. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen.